We're talking blood pressure today. Do you actually have a problem? And are you using one of the dangerous solutions? Coming right up. Dr. Living Good, we're talking blood pressure today. This is something affecting over 100 million Americans, including our kids now, one in 29 children, dealing with high blood pressure. What the health is going on when it comes to blood pressure? We're talking, do you have a problem today? Are you using one of these seven dangerous solutions? And what can you do from a natural standpoint to fix the problem in the first place? That's a real health solution. So let's talk, do you actually have a problem? What has recently transpired with American Heart Association is these guidelines have been lowered, meaning previously if you were under 140, over 90, you were in a pretty good range, they may have labeled you as pre-hypertension, but typically you weren't getting put on blood pressure medications. New recommendations now though, if you're between 120 and 129, uh, for your systolic, diastolic, if you're between uh, 80 and 90, they're calling that elevated blood pressure and guess what you get to get? Blood pressure medications. Now. Disclaimer alert. If you have a high blood pressure issue, please work with your physician, work it out. You don't wanna have this dangerously high over time. I just firmly believe something's up with the numbers and are the only solution for you with your blood pressure to be on a blood pressure drug the rest of your life? And does it actually fix the, the cause of the problem? Because as soon as you come off your blood pressure medication, what happens? Shoo, blood pressure goes right back up. So we wanna fix the cause. So let's talk about this. In that change that just recently happened and transpired last year, or depending on the time you were watching this, 2018, the American Heart Association got together with a panel of people that have a lot of ties to pharmaceutical drugs, and they decided that 129 over, uh, 120 to 129 and 80 over 90 is now elevated blood pressure overnight. 30 million people could now be prescribed blood pressure medications. Hmm. So what I'm wondering about this is, yes, we have more people now that have elevated blood pressure than ever. Yes, there are risks involved, which clear research shows if you have high blood pressure too long, why is no one talking about how do we actually get to the cause of this problem though? So number one is, do you actually have a problem? There is some strong research showing that 140 over 90 actually is okay especially if you're over the age of 60, 150 over 90, not a lot of risk with having that. So there's conflicting research out there, but I think I'd rather err on the side of that than taking a drug in my body the rest of my life. Now, don't stop taking your meds, work with your doctor on it, but try some of the remedies that we're gonna talk about below first, and then see if you still have a blood pressure issue. So let's start with, do you actually have a problem and how you measure blood pressure? The crazy part I regularly see is that you measure your blood pressure once because you go into the doctor's office, they put this cuff on you, you're all nervous, they got a white coat on, your blood pressure is going up. You take one reading and say, up, oh, diagnosed, boop, blood pressure drug forever. That's crazy to me because when they do the studies to push a drug through that lowers your blood pressure, they are measuring the blood pressure of that person multiple times a day. So I think to find out if you actually have a problem, you should probably do the same thing. So why don't you get yourself a little chart and every day at the same time, every day, same time, measure it. 
and see what it is over time. And then if you change something, logically think about what the heck did you change that influenced your blood pressure. If you chart this, I would recommend at least two to four weeks, same time, eight o'clock in the morning, you measure your blood pressure and then you compare it to the next day and you compare it to the next day and you give yourself a 30 day chunk of data. That is very powerful to see if you are trending up down or if that thing just stays high or maybe your blood pressure was influenced because you ate a big meal the night before, you were stressed out of something to work, you weren't working out, you can see what's actually causing the problem in the first place. That's powerful stuff, that's a writer downer, chart it, same time every day over time before you rush to just popping pills. All right, now let's talk about pills, for example, uh, the harms that come with a lot of the solutions and the things that are actually driving your blood pressure up in the first place, here we go. Number one is nerve damage. Nerve what? Yes, studies out of uh, Chicago University show damage to the top part of your neck to the vagus nerve. That's V-A-G-U-S, not Las Vegas. Vegas, it's my favorite nerve. Is that nerdy? I have a favorite nerve. But this nerve comes out and its job is to innervate and control your heart, lungs, and digestive system. That nerve controls the thing, blood pressure going up and down. And if there's pressure on it, studies show it messes up the blood pressure. When you take pressure off of it, research done, it lowers your blood pressure better than two medications combined. I can tell you Pfizer does not want you to find out about that one. But nerve damage, primary cause, number one thing that I typically will check when there's a blood pressure issue. Second cause of blood pressure issues is the blood, pre uh, blood vessels getting smaller, vasoconstriction. So if the blood vessels get smaller, the pressure within them goes up. Simple to understand. So they just said, oh, we'll just give something that's gonna make the blood, blood vessels, I can't even talk, relax. That's called a vasodilator. Hydralazine, it would be one of these. Anyway, the side effects of them are heart attacks, uh, headaches, excuse me, and heart palpitations. So, ooh, that's the only solution I have to get my blood vessels to relax? Makes you think. Cause number three, increased angiotensin. What the heck is that? That's the thing that affects the arteries and the pressure within them, causing your blood pressure to go up. So what's prescribed for this is an ACE inhibitor, which is an enzyme that makes angiotensin. If you can stop making it, your blood pressure stops going up. So the design was then to take things like lisinopril and prescribe that to you to block the production of angiotensin. Problem with that is it can make you really dizzy, it can give you headaches, and long-term your body needs some of that stuff in order to control itself. So just blocking one area that causes blood pressure, kind of risky to be doing long term, although it does lower blood pressure, it's tricking the body. Number four is tissue stiffness. Obviously, the more stiff you are, the more blood pressure problems you're gonna have, so the idea was to get the tissues to relax so the blood pressure would go down. You do that through calcium. Calcium is extremely important in the body, especially in relaxing the muscles. So if you blocked the calcium from doing its job, it would tighten up and help the muscles fire. It would actually help them relax. These are called calcium channel blockers, and these are very dangerous because if you block the calcium to your muscles, they can't fire the way they're supposed to. What's your most important muscle? I should have had you put over that a sound of a heart. But you get the point. You're weakening the heart over time. Is that more dangerous than blood pressure? Is that the only option? Let's go to number five. Number five, adrenaline and epinephrine. You've experienced this. Maybe you've ridden in a fast car, rode in an airplane, saw a pretty girl, pretty guy that you like, right? Your adrenaline starts going up. Your sweaty palms, heart starts racing. Obviously, blood pressure's 
going through the roof. If you control that, the concept of drugs for it called beta blockers, ooh, this is the worst class of them. They cause a lot of heart problems because you're down-regulating adrenaline and epinephrine, which your body absolutely needs to respond to stressful events. So if I down-regulate your heart, I'm putting it in a fragile state and it can cause increased risk of heart attacks. That's crazy. So beta blockers are one of the worst ones. They cause dizziness, they cause memory problems, they cause depression issues. They and there's a whole list. I don't want to sound like the radio speed up version of all the side effects, but whew, if there's any way to stay away from those beta blockers, I would at all costs try them and I would never recommend them for one of my family members, but we got to get to the cause. You can't just do nothing. Number six, oxidative stress. Oxidative stress is the free radicals and toxins floating around in the bloodstream that are beating up the insides of your arteries, making the blood pressure go up. So we got to get oxidative stress down because that toxicity issues causes problems in the blood pressure. And number seven is sugar. The more sugar floating in your system, the more resistance for the blood, the higher the blood pressure goes, the more sugar in your system, the more you're probably storing it as fat, the fatter your belly gets, the more fat your belly gets, the more cortisol in your system, the more cortisol in your system, the fatter your belly gets. <laughs> you're getting the point. And what happens is your body now has a lot more tissue. And if you put on a lot more weight, it's got to pump more blood, which means your blood pressure's got to be higher. So we need to get you off what I call diesel for your vehicle, which is sugar, and get you on healthy, clean fats so you can be a fat burner. That's what's going to drive the blood pressure down. One of the best ways to do it is drive down the weight and get sugar under control. Check out the videos next to me. They're exactly what you need as next steps to experience real health. If it's your first time here, hit the subscribe button. Be a part of the Dr. Living Good community as we all get healthy together. I also give free guides, free links and resources, links to our web classes, a lot of resources to help guide you along this journey to help you experience real health. See you again soon.